welcome back to the Evelyn Fusen Show. I'm your host, Evelyn. And today I'm so thrilled that I get to introduce you to Allie Archer. Allie turned her love for travel, teaching, and business into a permanent escape from the corporate world. While hopping continents, supporting international leadership conferences, and coordinating thousands of students in the education industry at home and abroad, Allie began sharing her adventures on what she calls a work and travel lifestyle online. Little did she know, her blog would turn into a professional travel media site with features and partners like BuzzFeed, Contiki, Dame, Traveler, and Thought Catalog. Her online presence was recognized by other digital influencers and entrepreneurs who began to ask her, hey, how can I break through the social media static and online noise to stand out from the crowd and streamline my content and marketing? This brought her to leaving her eight to five office job and kicking off a freelance career that turned into a sustainable online business, working on marketing campaigns with thought leaders, high-end coaches, online course creators, and business owners around the world. After years of living a location-independent work and travel lifestyle, Allie uses her knowledge of running a flexible six-figure online business to teach others how to create their own digital nomad lifestyle through her blog, social media content, and online group programs. And so Allie and I discuss some of those programs here in the episode. We talk about what it was like to shift into a digital nomad herself, um, because at the time when she started her business, there wasn't a whole lot around even being location independent and working in freelance and contract work. So we talk about her journey with that, some travel tips, tricks, but this conversation is so rich. And so if you are feeling drawn uh, to travel more or to weave travel more into your life, Allie is someone you need to know. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the show, Allie. It's so good to see you. I have not seen you in person since we met in January of 2020 in San Diego at the I Hurt My Life live event. So how are you? I'm great. It's so good to see you too. It's been so long and I feel like we have so much to catch up on since we met because that was right before COVID and the world changed. (laughs) Yes, it did. And, And, you know, in fact, too, I hadn't even thought until you've mentioned that how that must have affected you as you've been traveling and blogging through travel. So before we get into that, I would love to know how you got into the work that you're doing. What led you to your nomad lifestyle and teaching other people how to bring in an income doing what they love and traveling? Yeah. So I really got the travel bug back in college when I studied abroad in Italy And I studied there for six weeks and it was the best decision I ever made because I always um, wanted to travel, but we didn't really go international growing up. Uh, It just wasn't really on the radar. And so that was really fun. I really opened my eyes, my experience to just seeing other cultures. And after college, I got a travel job working in Italy for a student travel company. So I was a tour guide leading students around Europe. And it was really fun because we got to travel for work. And that was just a really cool way to kind of um, redefine success outside the corporate ladder and be able to get paid and get a really good work experience and do something that was completely different than sitting inside of a cubicle 
for some internship or something like that. So that kind of just like shifted my mindset of what was possible. And after that job, I ended up getting an office job where I was sitting at a desk. I worked um, in admissions at a university. I used to love that job. I loved working with the students and I liked what I was doing. But after some time of working there, I just really started getting the travel bug and I was traveling. We had 10 days vacation per year with that job. And that's pretty standard in the U.S. workforce, especially for more of like the earlier stages of your career. And I was trying to travel internationally during my vacation time by working for these other companies and getting you know strategic about learning how to pay for it. But there just came a moment where I started getting really burnt out with that eight to five lifestyle. And I had been blogging for my travel blog for a couple of years. And I was getting like a couple, you know, random paid things here and there, but I didn't really know how to blog full-time. I know there's a lot of bloggers that that's their full-time income. So I was trying to figure out like, how can I figure out a way where I can work online and be location independent so I can live where I want to live. I can travel as much as I want and I can just work for my laptop without that affecting my income coming in. And I, within the blogging space, I was always, you know, looking at other blogs and interested in reading about other people's experience. And so the term digital nomad was like started coming into my vortex into my, I don't know how you describe that. And like, I just started reading more about that. And that sounded really interesting to me about creating a digital nomad lifestyle. So I started researching. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do, but I was so burnt out with that job. I ended up getting an opportunity with my roommate to move to San Diego, California. So I ended up moving there and I just could not bring myself to apply for corporate jobs. And everyone that I worked with, my friends, my family said I was so crazy for moving to California, which is known for a high cost of living and not having a plan. But I just had so much faith in myself. I gave myself a goal that I would somehow figure out how to create some sort of digital nomad lifestyle and create an online income and just try it out. And because I really wanted to um, do some traveling, some more extended trips that weren't confined in like a 10 day window. And I just told myself I was going to figure out how to make it happen. And so right when I made that decision to move, I was getting things in place. And my friend tagged me in a Facebook post from someone that said, hey, I need someone to help me with my social media marketing, some design. And my friend was like, oh, Allie knows how to do that because she does that for her blog. And I was like, oh yeah, I do know how to do that. And so I had a conversation with this woman and she was super nice. We just like clicked and she just hired me on the spot on the phone call and I became a freelancer. <laughs> so I started doing freelancing with social media marketing, with um, some other pieces in the online marketing space, just because I had experience with my blog. So I continued blogging. So I, um, my blog has been growing over the years and this was about almost five years ago at this point. So I still have my blog. I have some income streams that come through that. And then my main source of income since I started my digital nomad lifestyle and moved to California has been my freelancing. That has grown a lot, especially with COVID in a good way. I'm really grateful to the point where I've been in this shift mode to shift into an online marketing agency model versus me being like a solo freelancer. So I've been able to grow it. I work completely online. I have a couple of team members and I have three team members now and they're fully remote as well. And it's just, it's been, it's been 
big journey. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. When you first two moved to California, how did you know that's where you wanted to be? I always loved California. <laughs> Growing up, I grew up in the Seattle area in the suburbs, and uh, it's definitely a really nice place, but the weather was just not always my cup of tea. And it's uh, for anyone that maybe not be familiar with Seattle or the Pacific Northwest, it is pretty consistently cloudy. It's a lot of overcast days, rainy days, and not every single day. Um, but one thing that I loved about California is that it just happens to be sunny most of the time. And my older brother actually went to college in California. So whenever we would visit him, I would just come to California and I just feel like I clicked with it. Just like this. I don't know if you've ever experienced that yourself being in certain uh, traveling or being in other cities where you just feel like you click with the city. And I would feel like homesick for California. I just loved the beaches, the blue skies, the energy, the amount of things to do, the healthy lifestyle. And I just knew that I wanted to move here someday. And who knows, maybe if I will be here the rest of my life, I could, I like it that much. Um, but yeah, I don't really see any plans of, of leaving. So it was cool. My, op my roommate got the opportunity to move out to California and said, I need a roommate in California. If you want to come, I know you've always wanted to move there. I was like, yes. <laughs> so that was um, a fun opportunity to move out. And I had some other friends that lived here too. So it just um, worked out really well. Oh, I love that. Yes. I have definitely experienced like a resonance with a place. Um, and ironically enough, um, that was in Florence, Italy, because I studied abroad there in college. Oh, that's so, so cool. I'm curious too, what, what, when were you there, like the timing of being in Florence? I studied abroad summer of 2010. So like May through July. And then I went back to work for that travel company fall 2013 to early 2014. Oh, I just missed you. Yep. When I were you there? I was there in uh, the fall of 2011. So <laughs> right in that gap. That's so interesting. Wow. That's so crazy. And I almost went that fall semester, but I was on dance team in college and I didn't know with my dance schedule because we were, we had basketball season and everything, if that would line up well. So I did the summer. Yeah. So we almost would have been there at the same time. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. And when I, you know, I decided that I was going to study abroad there, like, I don't know how it worked for you in college, but they liked for us at our college to have like a two year, pretty much you decide, and then you work up to going. And I decided like towards the end of my spring semester. No, no, it was, it was the Christmas before, but I didn't have much time to get everything in to be accepted, but I just knew I like had this thought. I was like, I'm going to study abroad, which I'd never really, you know, the furthest place I had gone at that point, I think was the, to the Dominican. And that was with a team of people. So this was the first time I'd be traveling like solo. And I remember being so nervous um, but I actually, there was a girl who I had gone to college with who ended up being on my same first leg there. So we, we talked and that was helpful. Um, but I remember after taking that trip, like flying there, getting myself there, all of those things, um, I was like, man, I can do anything I want to do because when you start navigating the world in that way and you learn how to like trust other people, I think there's 
I think there's just a lot that comes into play when you don't know language and you're not sure about cultural things. And so all of the things that you navigate, you learn how, um, how much confidence you can build in yourself and in doing that and taking those steps. But my family, um, they were supportive, but I think they were just like, whew, this is intense, very quick. Um, but that's kind of how my life has been. So I'm curious too, you know, how has your family, were your family skeptical up front? I know, you know, you mentioned just shifting from the corporate model into working more online. How, how did your family and your community respond to that? So yeah, they were skeptical for sure. Um, and it's interesting because my mom and my brother are entrepreneurs and then my dad has worked his way up a corporate ladder, very successful with his career. So everyone in my family was just doing really well at what they liked to do. Um, and I was on a decent path working at the university in higher education. And they saw how passionate I was about working with students, but it was hard to kind of explain the fact that in the type of role that I was doing, working one-to-one with students all the time, is that I couldn't, if I progressed on that ladder, I would be working more in management and I wouldn't, I would be the farther up you go, the less removed you are with the students. And that just wasn't appealing to me um, because I was just more passionate about the public speaking aspect of my job. Um, I loved, you know, communicating and helping students and the families. And so they were just like, why would you give up that career path? And why would you give up benefits? Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to get health insurance? And it's so funny because that's the biggest concern so many people have they're like, I can't get health insurance. Like there's so many entrepreneurs in the world. They have benefits. You just, for me, I go coveredcalifornia.com or .gov or whatever. And I click, 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 click. I have health insurance. Um, so there's like little things like that, that a lot of people just aren't necessarily aware of, or um, that they don't, it just like requires some research maybe. And kind of seeing like, instead of thinking like, oh, I just assume this isn't possible. And then getting around and saying, how can I make this possible? Mm. So that's the first thing, but yeah, they were, they were just definitely skeptical. They're like you're moving to California. Thank God you have some savings, which I was glad that was really helpful that I did because typically I'd recommend like, if you are going to quit your job without a plan and not having that side hustle stable, like at least have savings. I think that's smart. Um, but yeah, it was just this, it was really difficult because when you start a business, I didn't know really much about freelancing. That's the other thing. It's like, I, I didn't really have a lot of like guidance. I didn't have like a coach or a mentor that I was working with. I didn't really have like online courses about freelancing or anything. I just kind of fell into it. So I had to really figure it out along the way. So I didn't have a lot of confidence at first. I had major imposter syndrome. I was so nervous and I had this intuitive feeling like this is going to work or it's at least going to work for a while so I can travel and it's going to be okay. But it was so outside the norm that family, my old coworkers who I love dearly, we were friends for sure. Um, and my other friends were just like, told me, this is crazy. You are crazy for doing this. And I just had to just shut it out. And it was hard because like, it just saturates your mind with like, oh, am I crazy? You think about it. But then when I looked back, I was like, oh, like, why was I taking their opinion so seriously? Because a lot of the people that I was talking to didn't have the same goals as me. My goal was to be financially stable and secure to be able to be location independent, afford my bills in California and travel. 
that was my goal for my business. And a lot of the people that were saying like, wow, I can't believe you would do that. That's so crazy. You would move to California without a job. It's that they had no desire to start a business. Their goal, they loved being in the um, type of roles that they were. And they liked that sort of lifestyle. And it's just different. And there's nothing wrong with either way, whatever your preference is. But it's just like, it's just hard for someone who has different goals and mindset and of what they want to see the um, appeal to working for yourself and giving up a stable paycheck, which for me, I, I teach on starting a freelance business and how to like replace your business with the stable paycheck in a sense. Um, and, and yeah, so it, it was hard at first, but, and it kind of sucks because I feel like for that first year, year and a half, some of my, um, people that I knew back before I moved were like, Oh, really? Like you make enough money to support yourself. And I'm like, yeah, like, how do you, I don't get it. I don't get how you make it. I'm like, do you not believe in me? (laughs) And they just like, it was kind of annoying. And I felt like once I hit a certain income level is when people started taking me seriously, which is annoying. But I think at the same time, like I still had a lot of confidence to work on an imposter syndrome at the beginning that that energy that I was putting out was like not helping at all either. So, um, but at the end of the day, like what you need to do is just be really focused on yourself, your goals, your intuition, and, um, and know that if other people have opinions that are different, it's just because it's probably, they just have a different, um, mindset or they have different goals themselves. And it's, it's not wrong one way or the other, but if you are on an alternative path for creating an entrepreneurial lifestyle, working online, you're doing something that really feels like that's really pulling you and you know, that's meant for you. My advice on that is to really focus on getting advice and taking opinions of people that are successful in the field that you want to be in. Mm, That's such good advice too. And I love that you touch on too, you had different goals. Um, So often too, in my line of work as a coach, you know, people, especially in the mindset side of things, people will count themselves out early on. I love even that you brought up health insurance because people (laughs) are very tied to that, right? I need health insurance. Always comes up. (laughs) Yes. And so, um, yeah. Did you just Google like California health insurance? Is that, is that where you started? And then you just started digging a little bit? Well, actually I made a big mistake because, uh, what I had, one of my clients referred me to an insurance agent and I was like, oh, perfect. And she was like, oh yeah, he'll get you set up with everything. So you don't have to do it. I was like, okay. And so he got me set up on some BS whole life insurance policy when it wasn't in versus like health benefits and said that was a retirement account. And cause he wanted to help me with health insurance and retirement. And then my health insurance was this weird thing at first. And then I had to get everything switched around because I didn't, it was just, I didn't. Yeah. And then I read this book that I recommend this book to everybody, regardless of if they're an entrepreneur or not with personal finance, it's called, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. I don't know if you've heard of it right now. I just really first chapter. Yes. Yes. It is. I've recommended it to so many people and everyone that's read it, that has told me, they said, this is so helpful. Even if you think, you know, personal finance anyway. So I was reading that book and he has a whole sidebar on how to not work with whole life insurance reps. And I was like, Oh my God, my mind is blown. I lost like 
$1,200 at least, maybe it was $1,800 over the time I worked with this guy and he was just making all this commission. And it was just, um, yeah, it was just a really bad experience. So what I did after that was I read that book and it was really helpful. Um, and just went to the covered California website, which, cause I live in the state of California mm-hmm. and my, one of my roommates, former roommates, had a type of job that was a contract job. So she's like, oh yeah, this is the website you go to. And I signed up and it was great. And then you can call them. Like they helped work with me on like what would be best for me. And it was the easiest thing I've ever done. And I kicked myself for not doing that earlier. I did the same thing for setting up um, for retirement, a Roth IRA and a SEP IRA. So he mentions it in the books and that has done wonders for my investments versus I'm like, I'm not losing money anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I just opened a Roth a couple weeks ago. So yes, that's awesome. And I'm not to that part of investing because for me, you know, I think sometimes too, with the health insurance thing, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like just like taxes, health insurance and finances as a whole, I feel like we carry a lot of shame. Actually, there's a part in his book that I read that I thought this was fascinating, that it said that 70% of Americans claim that they have no credit card debt, but credit card companies report over 75% of Americans having debt with them. And Mm -hmm. statistically too, he said that people would be more likely to talk to you about their sex life than their finances. And I thought that is so interesting how we carry so much shame around this. And I recognize that in myself a little bit, because when I went to go, actually it was my uncle who set it up for me. He works for Edward Jones. And Mm -hmm. so um, when I went to go sit down with him, I recognized, I'm like, man, I have some shame around this because I feel like I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough. And I feel like I should know enough, I should know more, but there came a point where I was like, well, if I'm not reaching out and getting the education I need, if I'm not being open about what I'm actually dealing with, how will it ever change? And Mm -hmm. so I, I love all of those pieces of advice. And so, yeah, I just finished the first chapter in that book. So I'll link it to, um, in the show notes as well for people who want to take a peek. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's helpful too, really quick. So like I'm a freelancer and I work or I am an agency owner and I'm trying to like shift into that model and like say that more, but technically I'm a freelancer and my income, I've set up my business to be recurring and stable with all my clients, but some freelancers um, or even new business owners, their income might be a little bit sporadic. So he has a section in that book too, that talks about if you're a freelancer and how to kind of like automate your finances to be like steps for that versus like, if you don't have a, or then having like a stable paycheck coming in. So um, that's something too, that's helpful in the book for business owners. It's not just for people that are working corporate or have some other type of lifestyle. That is helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And And that piece is so important too, for, for businesses, especially if you're starting a business. There's another book too, that I have not yet read, but I plan to, which is Profit First. Have you read that by Mike Michalowicz? No, but I've heard of it and I watched a video about it. Really? Mm-hmm. He has another one called The Pumpkin Plan, but I think Profit First is partially that and just newer. I think that they've, if I am remembering correctly, but I've heard good things about that as well, as far as just uh, paying yourself and Definitely. how to orchestrate your finances. Yeah. Um, so sure. along with the, that piece too, I'm curious to know if someone's first starting out, they have that same pull, like 
oh my God, I didn't know this was possible. Like, mm-hmm. what are some of the next steps? And, and I know you've got some resources in the mix too. So feel free to drop those in too. Um, but just what, what did that look like? They're, they're like, I didn't even know this was possible. Now what? Yeah, I think the best thing to do is to figure out which type of lifestyle that you want to create, like what sounds most exciting for you, and then build your business to support that and or your career to support that. So for me, like even if you we talk about back when I first graduated college and I was applying to all these nine to five jobs, I either wasn't getting them or was getting through the interview process or wasn't exciting. And I was so stressed out about it. And then I realized, well, I really want to travel. I'm young. I have the time. I didn't have the money to travel because I didn't even think about planning for that. So I was like, okay, I need to find a job that will support me in my biggest interest right now, which are traveling. So I found a job that included travel as part of the role. Like I was literally traveling for my job. So I was able to get paid for that and travel too. And what was that job? What? What was that job? How did you get linked into that? Uh, The job, it was, so I heard about this student travel company. It's a third-party travel company. There's a few in Italy. And I just heard of it when I was traveling or studied abroad. And I was there for such a short time that I didn't, didn't actually travel with them. But I knew a lot of people that did. But I still didn't know anyone that worked there. didn't know the owner of the company or anything. I just, one day it just clicked with me. I was just trying to research all these you know, how to travel, how to get paid to travel. Cause back in 2013, that's when I graduated, there was really little information, like not pe- people were just not talking about it. There was like budget travel blogs for them, you know, for the most part, but there just was not information back then about working abroad or working online. And so I just, one day clicked, I was like, Oh, like I should, I should see if those companies are hiring because that means like, if I'm working those trips, I'm traveling too. So I just emailed um, my resume over to the info app email for, for one of those companies. And the owner got back to me. We had an interview and then over Skype. And then a couple months later, he said, um, he said it'd be, take a few months for me to hear back. And so I was just at this weird point where I had to decide if I wanted to really try to get a nine to five type job or hold out for the possibility of this other job that would start in August and I graduated in May. And so I was like, oh, I don't, and everyone's like, you can't just waste time. Don't waste time. You need to get a job. And I ended up finding the summer job working at these international education conferences in Washington, DC and New York city. The timing matched up perfectly. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do this because if I get this Italy job, this timing will be absolutely perfect. And I'll be able to make money. And that was such a fun job for me too. I ended up working so many more conferences with that company after that. But I just like, my intuition was like, don't screw up the opportunity of getting this job. Because if I got a nine to five job, I would have felt really bad quitting after a couple of weeks to move to Europe. And I don't know if I would have had the strength, the inner strength to do that, especially with, I'm sure outside influences, yeah. you know, the people, the job feeling guilty, having people tell me don't throw away this opportunity, you know? And it's like, there's so many people that say like, oh, they wish they traveled more. So I was like, I'm going to follow that advice. So that was kind of um, the story with that. But then when it comes to working online, 
I would just say is kind of figure out what interests you the most in terms of your lifestyle. For me, I, I look location independence and that flexibility in my days was most important to me. So I highly recommend freelancing because freelancing is essentially an online uh, service that you provide, or it can be, it doesn't have to be online, but if you can find an online freelance service that you can provide that um, where you're literally exchanging money and for your skills doing something you don't have to worry about physical inventory or products you don't have to worry about having like a location that you need to show up in like an office or a restaurant or a physical space that you need to be in every day and the depending on what you do you don't have to worry about time zones and everything you just need to get your work done sometimes time zones come into play with like meetings and stuff but yeah I think freelancing is great I highly recommend any of like the marketing space because you can learn marketing. Like I have a degree in PR and marketing, but you can learn a lot of the social media stuff today. Like a lot of everything that I do for my clients now didn't exist when I was in college. So, or it didn't exist to the level it is now because everything's always evolving. So there's a lot of like courses or even YouTube videos where you can learn and practice and get experience with online marketing, social media type of stuff. And that is super valuable and kind of like low hanging fruit in terms of starting a freelance business, because a lot of small businesses or even large businesses are looking to hire contractors, freelancers to do that work. And because it's such an easy justifier for the company, because marketing is directly tied to sales, it's, it's a lot easier for a business owner or, you know, some, some sort of company to hire a freelancer because they know that or in the marketing space, because they can, feel confident that this is going to churn out, you know, provide an ROI on their side. So yeah, I definitely recommend doing that. I have a whole, a uh, couple of guides on my website and um, I sent, I feel like I sent you the link. So if you want to maybe put those in the show notes, if you go to my website, go seek explore.com. I have a lot of resources on working online, working abroad and um, some downloads that have a bunch of tips. That's awesome. I'm curious too, when you talk about skills that you can hire out as a freelancer, what are some examples of those things, not just in marketing, but what are some of the things you've seen people do? Yeah. So, I mean, I do marketing. So that's my first example, social media. So Instagram, email marketing, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff is in my wheelhouse. But then there's also like virtual assistant type work is really popular. And that's a really easy way to get started because a lot of businesses, oftentimes their first hire is a virtual assistant, especially if they're kind of starting to grow and being a virtual assistant, you could do anything. It doesn't have to be marketing related. You could do admin, you could do customer support, you could do tech stuff. So if you're good with like tech or customer support, that's a really good avenue. You could also look into like graphic design, for example, you could do um, photography, videography. A lot of that is like in person on the production side, but you can also focus on editing or, um, you know, transcribing stuff. There's, there's a lot of opportunities and my limitless nomads free guide that I have has a whole list of 33 opportunities that are really flexible that you can work online. And they're all something that are, that that's capable of, you know, being learned pretty quickly because you just need to honestly be two to three steps ahead of your client. And, uh, to really, you know, you don't necessarily need to have 10 years experience in most cases for a lot of these things. You just need to be a few steps ahead of the client. Yeah. And mm-hmm. along with your website, is there any other resources you recommend to as people who want to train? You mentioned YouTube, but I didn't know if there was anything specific that or any companies you've come across that 
have helped your clients? For sure. I mean, I have a couple of courses on my website. So I have one course called Passport to Pinterest, and that is an an self-guided e-course, and that will help you basically become an expert in Pinterest specifically because it's such a popular platform and uh, to get paid to manage clients, Pinterest accounts as a freelancer. So that's my first course. And then I also recently launched and I'm currently in the process of running my latest program called the Limitless Nomads System. And that is designed to help new or current freelancers scale a freelance business or service-based business to consistent five to 10K plus months, um, all from working online or from around the world. And it's been going really well so far. So that one's like, instead of just Pinterest, it's more general for freelancing, but the process of setting up a really solid foundation and growing your recurring monthly revenue for consistency, because that's everyone's biggest fear is like giving up a paycheck, um, but how to replace your paycheck with online freelance work or coaching work, whatever service-based business to that consistency. Uh, I have a whole system for that. So that program is currently, I'm running it right now. If I do run it again, then um, I'll definitely announce it through email and my Instagram page. So uh, follow me over there, sign up for my email list for updates if I were to run that again. Um, But yeah, it's been really rewarding seeing people get results from that. So those are two places on like specific trainings that I have. Uh, But then I have a bunch of blog posts on my website, ghostickexplore.com are all about working online. There's a whole tab that says uh, work and travel. And so there's a bunch of different ways you can organize based on what your preference is for that. And um, yeah, if you're, if you have something specific, that's not what I cover, then just Google, Google around and find, find a good mentor that's successful and has like in that path that you want and just get laser focused and make it a reality. Mm, I love that. And I love how resourceful I'm excited about your program. I'm going to check it out myself because I'm, I'm always interested in learning and, um, and pivoting. And I've loved travel. I feel like travel for me has been one of the single biggest proponents for growth in my own life, because mm-hmm. you're just exposed to so many different uh, ways of being in the world and ways to think about things. And, uh, you meet so many amazing people. I'm curious to know, um, what are some of your favorite places that you've been? Oh, the list of, there's so many. <laughs> I, I love this question too, because I totally agree with you too on how travel makes you open-minded. You see all these different perspectives and that is such a good self-development tool, but it also helps you really communicate and relate to people and your career, your business, whatever. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And then as far as my favorite places, Italy is just one of my favorite places. I haven't been there in like seven years. I'm going back next week. So I'm so excited. Um, I'm super excited for that. And then I also love Bali. I love Mexico City. I love Cartagena, Colombia. I love the French Riviera. So I love New York City, California. (laughs) Those are, yeah, top, the top list. Um, And I'm curious too, do you know how many stamps in your passport you have? 33. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I made a goal when I was 23 or 24 to step foot on six continents in my twenties. So basically not Antarctica because Antarctica is 
expensive to get to. And I was, I didn't know if I'd be able to do that because this was back when I was working um, my eight to five office job. But I was like, I knew, I know that if I hold myself to a goal to go to six continents in my twenties, I gave myself, you know, six or so years to do it. Then I would, I was pretty confident I would do it, but I knew I'd have to get resourceful. I knew I'd have to get outside of my comfort zone and not just go back to happy, familiar Europe every, every time I knew I'd have to stretch myself to go to Asia or how would I ever get to Africa or Australia? And so, uh, it was really exciting. I achieved that goal at 28. So, um, that was really cool. And I just hope to keep exploring. Mm, I love Mm -hmm. that. Has your, have, has your mom or your family been on any of your trips? Have you all coordinated any of that? Or is that in the plans or the works? Yeah, when I was working in Italy, my dad came out for Christmas. So that was really fun to explore Italy with him and show him around because that was my home at the time. And then my mom and my aunt and I, we went to Spain, Morocco, and Portugal in 2019. So So that was the last time I was in Europe. So I'm really excited to go back. And that was nice. And everywhere else in between, I've either worked for other travel companies or those conference companies where they would cover my expenses. So that was how you could travel or I, um, or I traveled solo or with friends and just worked online while traveling. So yeah, the whole online work and digital nomad lifestyle definitely opened up the ability to have a lot more flexibility to travel. For yeah. sure. I, and I love this too, because I, you know, there's a, there's a paradigm, I think, that's going to have to shift. It's starting to shift. I think we see some of the cusp because I'm in the online space as well. But I still think there's this idea that working for someone else is safer. And what I want to say to that, and then I want you to speak to it as well, is that in a job where you are working for someone else, where you're going to a nine to five or a corporate job is no different than betting on yourself. You're still betting on yourself at the end of the day, whether mm-hmm. you're going for a lifestyle that you love, um, that is nomadic or in the nine to five, like you said too, what your goals are and what's important to you. And mm-hmm. so I want people to really start to think about that because I don't, I think the risk is the same. The risk of um, but let's say that someone feels stuck in the nine to five and really wants to go after that location, independent lifestyle, you know, what is the risk of you leaving that job and, and like actually fully being able to expand into what's calling you, you know, what's, what risk is greater in the long run. And so I would love to have you speak to that too, because that's something that you, you know, you had to figure out for yourself. So what are your thoughts? Definitely. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that because it's such a popular um, kind of topic or idea that working for someone else is safer than working for yourself. But at the end of the day, like you said, you have to bet on yourself. You're betting on yourself no matter what. So you might as well bet on yourself to do something that you're passionate about. And if that means that you need to start your own business or do more of an alternative career path, then uh, I would recommend following that path and you can still you know start as a side hustle and you can make it feel safer for you before making that leap because I know it's scary because for me it took me a long time where I knew I wanted to work online and have the flexibility between like that moment where it's like this is what I want to do and then me putting in my two-week notice at that job there was a there was some time there because I was like freaking out especially about the paycheck thing but I honestly think like 
now, especially after growing my business, really having like faith in myself, because I I've done this, I've paid my bills every single month for such a long time in California, no less, which was like two, three times more than my rent back in uh, Arizona, where I used to live. So it's like, it's, it's, you know, I did this and I really had to work on my money mindset. I'd work entrepreneurial mindset, my confidence, but really now when I look at it, it's like, I'm so confident. And for whatever reason, my freelance work, my clients, my blog, all that goes to crap. I have so many skills just from starting a business and running a business for a certain period of time. I'm not nervous at all. I could literally find other freelance things I could do. I could start another type of business. The skills that you learn and the type of person that you become to have that resilience and that strength, like so many people will think about wanting to start a business. They'll think about getting that job that they love, but they won't ever do it. The fact that you, like, if you're starting this, if you actually go out and do it, That just puts you just so much more in a stronger position to give yourself that skill set and that sense of safety if something were to happen, because you know that you can do it at the end of the day. So for me, it's like, I'm not worried. It's like, I get nervous sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, why am I nervous? Like, why am I, I I know how to, I know how to do a business. I know how to make money. Like. I've done it for this long now. So yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's normal too. We all go through that when, you know, once new levels, new devils, that saying of like, once Mm -hmm. you've expanded and then it's time again to grow and it's coming on to that next transition and what that looks like. Um, it can, your brain goes, Oh, whoa, whoa, we're safe here. Like, are you sure you want to yep. mess this up? Are you really mm-hmm. sure? And so what I say to that too, is like, your brain can only make decisions based off where you've been, not where you're going. So it's exactly. so important to steep yourself in that vision. So, as I said too, I love that you talk about too, about getting clear around what your goals are and what that actually looks like and following that excitement and that expansion. Um, because mm-hmm. I don't, for me in my own life, following that expansion has led to my highest level of freedom, my most rewarding relationships, um, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. And again, you come back to it. And I love too, that you even pointed out as well. It's that such that personal development tool of really, really knowing who you are and finding who you are in the world, quite Mm. literally um, in some ways. So I love all of these things. Exactly. And we just have to remember that it's very normal and common with the societal conditioning to stay in line, follow a ladder, do this, do this, do this, and then you'll be successful. And that might've worked in the past, but we have so many more opportunities now, especially with the internet. You can learn about all these different ways that you can create your work and travel lifestyle or whatever business or career that you want. And it just really comes with like understanding that other people have done this too. Like, even if you're in a job where you're working for a company, someone started that company, you know? So it's like, we just have to get out of the fact that the only way to be successful is to work for someone else, because that is definitely one path. And if that suits you, that's awesome. But if there's something else that's pulling at you, I just really invite people to consider the opportunities and really believe in themselves because there's just so much mental chatter. And like you said about the expansion, 
one thing I talk about in the first section of my program, the Limitless Nomad System, is that your comfort zone is like a circle. And everything that you're familiar with is inside of the circle, everything that you know, and everything that you've never done before is outside the circle simply because you've never done it. So every time you try something new, even like for me, when I tried rock climbing, it was so different for me. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And I almost quit. Then I kept staying and I kept taking lessons and I, I got used to all of it. And I ended up doing rock climbing lessons for like a year and a half because it was fun. And I am like, I can't believe I almost quit right away because I, I used to love doing that. Because um, basically when the something's outside the circle, you've never done it before, you just need to go do it. And when you kind of get used to it, it becomes normal. That circle expands to fit that new thing. So you just have to keep expanding the circle. And honestly, in my opinion, entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development tool because you have to expand and evolve as a person to evolve your business. And for me, one of the most exciting things, it's like, uh, for me, I have a lot of like revenue goals. I'm like, okay, I want to get to another revenue goal or I want to get to this. Um, I want to hire a person for this role. But every time I'm expanding my circle, my circle is expanding so much. And I'm so excited to see the person that I'm going to evolve into when I expand into the type of, you know, the bigger business or the the different level of business. So that's just exciting to me. So I would recommend people focus on the expansion, the excitement versus the fear that is going to empower you so much more than listening to the societal chatter from people that don't even want the same things that you want. Yes. Ah, so many, that's beautiful. It's so, (laughs) you know, and Robin Sharma has a quote. He says, all change is hard at first, messy in the the middle and beautiful Mm -hmm. at the end. And I'm like, that is so true. I love the expansion of that circle and looking at, at, at what that looks like, you know, and I'm curious too, what is that vision that you're working toward Allie, that, that expanded version of you right now, where, where's that taking you? What does that look like? It's so funny that you asked this because I was thinking about it the other day and where I am now is like the biggest vision of what I had for myself. when I started my business five years ago, my, my biggest vision, I started my business was like, oh, I just want to be able to be financially secure enough to live in California, afford my expenses and afford to travel. And then my next goal after that was like, oh, I think hitting six figures, my business would be cool. And then I did that. And then now it's like, okay, I have more revenue goals for my business, but it's a lot about the revenue, but as much as it is about the impact, how can I reach more people? How can I help more people? How can I take everything I know. Cause I feel like I've learned so much and I'm always a constant learner. I love growing myself as a person and I love to help other people and kind of use my perspective to help others. And so, I mean, I feel like my vision right now is like, okay, I want to get uh, my next book published. I want to do a bunch of other things in this type of space, but then at the same time, I know that that vision is just, it feels so big and expansive, but at the same time, it feels small because I, I know that I'm going to get to a place where I am more expansive. And then there's more that I haven't even considered yet because it hasn't come into my consciousness. Mm-hmm. So that's, what's really exciting to me. It's like, I think it's like, I have goals, but I know that there's so much more that I'm not even aware of that I'm going to step into at some point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense at all, but yeah, it sounds like it's still being fleshed out, but I love too of thinking of like that concept of what you imagine for yourself, you have been able to achieve. And now it's like, now what, 
now what does that look like and what's calling toward you so I love that expansion of just like that peek behind the lens so I'm curious too for people who may just enjoy traveling but things that you've learned um what are some of the most helpful things that you've learned just for people who may want to travel more maybe not as just a lifestyle but specific tips tools and tricks for for travel yeah I think the first uh, piece of advice I have for people that want to travel more but aren't really sure about how to do it is just choose a date choose a date in a month um get specific say July of 2022 I want to go to Europe or something like that and obviously it's like that might change the world is constantly changing as we know right now but just choose a date and choose a location and stick to that because once you make it and then tell people about oh I'm, I'm planning to go to Europe in summer 2022 and that is what is going to make it feel real and that's going to put that into your brain psychologically with the RAS, which I won't get into that, but it's like particular activation system. I think that's what it's called or opportunities for um, making that happen will be a lot easier for you to understand, like come across. So you might be like, oh, there's a hotel deal in Italy in summer 2022. That's perfect because, you know, you might just have skipped by that previously but now it's like in your mind that you're going so you're more likely to notice these opportunities for um, making that happen so that's like one of my first thing is like if you want to go somewhere and you want to travel more pick somewhere to travel if you don't know where to travel like where would be most feasible financially and what just sounds most exciting to you so that's like the first thing and then uh do you want like travel tips yeah travel hacks um, I learned, I like Googled travel hacking after someone told me that she used um, airline miles and credit card points to go to Thailand for $20 in taxes. And I was like, what? And so it's, um, if you have any international listeners, this might not be as applicable. It's mainly for United States. Cause that's just how our credit cards work. But if you are good with your credit and everything, obviously be very responsible. I'm not a financial advisor by any means, but, uh, I signed up strategically by following these blogs, like nomadic Matt and some other blogs about travel hacking and getting strategic travel credit cards, because instead of using like basic ones because they had um sign up bonuses of like 60 to 100,000 points and essentially that can get you round trip economy to most places in the world and so for example I'm flying on points to Europe round trip and I'm spending $90 in taxes total so I'm going San Diego all the way to Italy to Rome and I'm flying you know domestically between then and I'm going to Athens Greece back to San Diego and my total flight cost is $90 and that's just because, and I didn't do any extra expending to like try to meet the bonus. So I would definitely recommend looking into that and being very smart about it, of course, because it's, you know, financial stuff. But if you learn it from the right people, like those blog, there's so many, the points guys, another good blog for that type of resource. You can um, find some really good flight deals because flights are such a big expense when it comes to travel. And that honestly will hold people back from traveling in the first place. But if you can figure out kind of strategically ways to kind of work around these costs, that could be a way that could help you get somewhere that you want to go. Yes. And I will put in a plug too right now. If you are maybe feeling like you're being led or want to travel internationally, 
my passport is expired. I need to get it updated. But I was reading recently that on average right now, it's taking about six months, even yeah. expedited for people to get mm -hmm. their passport. So I will also put in a plug that I need to take my own advice and uh, get mine updated. But um, if you just having one so that you can, yeah. you know, and opening that door. Um, Definitely. So well, yep. Allie, it's been so awesome having you here. Is there anything else you want to, to add? And you're on Instagram. I love following Allie's Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, it's just Allie Archer, right? Is that correct? Yeah, it's my name. A-L-L-Y-A-R-C-H-E-R. There's a lot of different ways to spell Allie. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I love to post about travel. I post a lot about um, working online, working abroad, some marketing tips thrown in there, a lot of inspirational stuff. Um, I'm hopefully, I mean, like I need to book everything for Europe. It's so crazy with all the COVID stuff happening right now, but I'll be in Europe next week if anyone wants to follow along. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Ali Archer. And then, um, we talked about some of the guides and the free resources I have on my website. You can check those out and then, um, make sure to follow my blog or my email. If I were to launch another round of limitless nomad system, which is my e-course about freelancing, or my online program about freelancing. So I feel like those are the best ways to kind of get in touch with me or to kind of find a lot of my tips and my resources about everything we just discussed. So. Mm. And I'm so excited for you too, for your trip. I'm jealous. I want to go in your bag. So uh, <laughs> I'll be, you <laughs> yes, I'm excited to follow along and, and see how it goes. I know it'll be great. Thank so you. Um, yeah, well, thank you again for being here and for sharing so much knowledge and wisdom. And I admire you so much for, for the path that you're on and, um, it's inspiring. So thank you for sharing that with the world. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was so much fun chatting and catching up a little bit. Yeah. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too. so much for being here today. I've really enjoyed having you along for the ride. And if you want to stay in touch, because you also hate goodbyes like me, um, you can head over to Instagram. That's where I hang out some. My handle's just at Evelyn Fusen. I'd love to connect with you there. Um, and again, I'd love to hear from you by email if you just want to share something that you know, resonated with you or you took away from the episode. I love hearing from you. And finally, if you are enjoying the show and it's something that you feel led to do, I would love for you to leave a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does help get the word out about this podcast. And um, yeah, I would just love to have more people as part of this conversation. I really, really am grateful for you. So until next time.